0: Today is Monday, January 10th, and you're surrounded by God's everyday graces. Take a deep breath now and give him thanks. Matthew 26.10 She has done a beautiful thing to me. This morning we'll have to use a little holy imagination in regards to Judas. We know that he betrays Jesus and hangs himself, but other than that, we don't have a lot of information other than that he was a disciple. And and really, he must have started out well. He is always identified as the traitor in the biblical text. But it does not mean he was thought of as a traitor by the other disciples. Jesus will identify that one disciple will betray him early on, but it appears the disciples don't hold on to that information or let it bother them too much. It might even be that Judas himself doesn't know that he is going to be the one who will betray Jesus. At the Last Supper, you might remember when Jesus says, One of you will betray me. All of the disciples ask, Is it me? They asked that because they couldn't believe any of the others would betray Jesus. It's not as though all of their heads swiveled in unison and looked at Jesus and said, Oh, it must be him. Judas, like the rest of the disciples, had started with surrender. He had followed Jesus. He'd left his career. He'd left his family. Iscariot likely indicates that he is from Kerioth, which would make him the only non-Galilean disciple. Judas left everything to follow Jesus with a group of men he didn't know. Peter had Andrew, James had John, Judas had nobody. He traveled with them and watched Jesus do amazing things in his ministry ever since his baptism. Judas starts with surrender and God does amazing things through him. Have you considered that Judas, yes, Judas Iscariot, would have cast out demons? That he would have healed the sick? That hell itself would have run before him as he goes on a mission trip that Jesus sends him on? He'll even go with Jesus to Jerusalem when the rest of the disciples know that it's a death sentence. Yet something happens in the town of Bethany that marks a change in Judas. Judas turns on Jesus' anointing. We read it today. Now Judas was no saint, he had had shortcomings before the betrayal. Peter was a loudmouth. James and John had too much bravado. Judas, it seems, was a thief. It might be that he just had an agenda to get ahead. Which leads us to where we got to today. That while Judas starts with surrender, he doesn't finish with surrender. He surrenders to his own selfishness and to the temptation of the devil. Why now? I think it's because Jesus' words at this time are unmistakable. He says, I'm being anointed for my burial. I'm going to die. Judas can't handle the defeat, the sacrifice of the cross. Now some theorize that Judas betrays Jesus to accelerate the timeline of his rise to messianic power. Others theorize that Judas betrays Jesus because he's disenchanted with him and at least wants to get something out of it. Either way, we have Judas using Jesus for his own purposes. The woman, however, is contrasted. She is giving to Jesus, she is sacrificing. He is selfish. He's on the inside, she's on the outside. But here we see that he is actually on the outside, and she's on the inside because she's surrendered to Jesus. She's remembered for her sacrifice of worship while Judas is remembered for betraying him. So today, let us follow her example and consider not what we can get, but what we can give to Jesus. She has done a beautiful thing to me. She has done a beautiful thing to me. She has done a beautiful thing to me.